between KDB and Hazard as a captaincy shout, I'm having nervous diarrhea on both of them. Uh, yeah. Podcast. My name is James. I'm here with two of my three best buds, Nolan and Ryan. How you guys doing today? What you I'm good. Who's the third? Drew got a little offended. Oh, because Drew, Drew it called you out for yeah. being like, what I listen Chris? to the podcast. Chris doesn't listen to this yeah. shit anyways, so yeah. that's fine. No, yeah, Drew was a little like, hey man, why you gotta just call Nolan and Ryan your two he, best friends every he time? Went out like, for like a minute. He's <laughs> like, I'll go hang out over here with some of my best buds, yeah. but I guess I don't make the cut. <laughs> I feel I feel really good that this podcast is actually us losing friends. Yes. <laughs> We've always said like no new friends. Now it's like let's start chipping away at the other ten. How can we offend? Uh, yeah, yeah. My four friends. I gotta offend yeah. the other two to get rid of them. Do you have ten? Brag. Right. Brag. How you guys doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Doing all right. You know, James. Doing pretty good. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. My groin works. How about yours? Not so much. Mm. But other than that, you don't, you don't need to tell the people about it. It's okay. I can just walk in circles right now. <laughs> e- ED is, is a real thing, thing man. <laughs> yeah, I know. ED just ED at twenty nine, man. <laughs> uh, my poor fiance. You just drink a lot of whiskey just so it's less embarrassing. I have something to blame it on. <laughs> I had to explain uh, uh, to my wife what pushing rope is. Oh. <laughs> With a real life example or was it a... Uh, oh, either sorry. way, let's just leave it at that. You can, you can make it up. <laughs> Who was it that I told that to and they're like, that's exactly what it is. You're so right. They're like crying. They're laughing so hard. I'm like, drink too much pushing rope. Mm-hmm. You, see, you just keep drinking until yeah. until it works again. <laughs> or you wake them up three hours later. Hey, we're good now. Spoiler alert: It does not. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into What's it. What's this podcast about? Yeah. Ed, ED? Yeah. and drinking too much, as it should be. Ed and PL. <laughs> there you go. Change the name. I like it. So I think we're going to start off this week, this month, just like last month, with a question. With a question. Philosophy, FPL philosophy, mindset, get your head right, get us into the pod. Ryan, what you got? I got a question for everybody. Um, if you're in 2 millionth place or the like 1.5, 2.5, someone like that, something like that, what do you do during this next upcoming uh, holiday fixture list to see some results? Um, so just to give you guys a little math on it. The difference between 2 millionth place right now and 42nd thousandth place, which puts you into the top 1%, is a scant 100 points. Okay. There's a difference of 100 points from those two things. So, as we've suggested many, many times before in the podcast, in my opinion, hold tight, don't do anything drastic. This isn't a time for 8-point hits, 12-point hits, crazy shit. Um... 
really, obviously we're tooting our own horn here, but the players that we are bringing up over this next holiday period is the team, the players that should be in your team that should help you get these results because this is the time during the season where quote unquote casual players, they're not going to be paying attention, right? That's most play. I'm counting on it. I hope. Yeah. I mean, okay. So between now, about, there's about 70 days until a whole two, th- the next third of the season is being played. Mm-hmm. So people are going to be going on vacation, forget to set their lineup, completely forget about Premier League all at once. So it's cold. People are going to be yeah. pushing rope. <laughs> this, this this is the time of year that. If you're 100 points behind the leader in your mini league or whatever, you're still touching distance. Yeah. But a lot of times, if, I feel like if you're 100 points behind, that's when people uh, give up and yeah. they stop trying. When really, 100 points with the amount of games left is, is totally doable to make make up those mm-hmm. those differences. I agree. Yeah, there's, there's going to be, it's either 12 or 13 game weeks coming up in the next seven to eight actual weeks. And so this is a time to not freak out. Realize that um, just with a little bit of luck, you're going to be close to the top of your mini league and be in the top 1% of the 5.4 million players that play in our Premier League. So so your question is, all right, what do you have, do? You, you haven't started so hot. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're a little bit down in the dumps. You're, you're 100 to 150 points behind in your mini league or just not doing so well uh what should you do to kind of pull yourself back up dust yourself off and and really hit the holiday schedule from an fpl perspective hard correct yeah uh, i would focus mainly if if you can stop taking hits do that immediately Mm -hmm. step number one after that start filling dead spots on your squad if you have players that aren't playing there's about to be a ton of rotation you need players that if, if someone you're counting on to start doesn't start, you need someone to come in that at least can get you a point or two. And then on top of that, I would just kind of ignore your mini league as best as you can for the next few weeks because there's going to be a lot of fluctuation and focus on getting green arrows. Just world ranking, getting that up if you can. And that's, still, that's just going to build on top of itself and you'll find yourself winning mini leagues that way. But if you are at, um, like making transfers retroactively and focusing on last week's points, letting recency bias cloud your judgment instead of like thinking about your transfers very hard to fill a full squad, you're going to go backwards. So that, those would be my, my main points on that. I like that. I, I would say if you haven't played your wild card yet, Ooh. You, you would have to play your wild card. Uh, just going into this holiday schedule. I would think if you're in the two millionth place, you got frustrated and you are, have already played that. Maybe you're still getting frustrated. Like if you have Harry Kane or something like that. Oh. Uh, but along with what you're saying, just I'm a, I'm a big advocate of not taking hits mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, each point is very precious, and you earn each of those points. Again, you know, it's it's a very condensed schedule, so you want to make sure that all three substitutions, even though they might not be the best quality player, might be a defender on a shitty team with a bad schedule. If they play, then they at least can. Fulfill a role in your team, you should fill those out. If you have bigger fish to fry, uh, then yeah, go after those. But don't be switching out Lukaku for Murata when you have other issues on your team. Yeah. Um, and then along those lines, if you're that far down into the world rankings, pick up people that you like, that you actually like to watch. And, and maybe it, it just kind of 
fulfills a little bit more of a, a, a passion for soccer that you didn't have. If you're just like, man, I like Aaron Ramsey, for instance. I really do like watching Aaron Ramsey and 7.0, pick him up on your team. And if you like someone on your team, that kind of just, it, it makes you feel a lot better. I know that from a statistical standpoint, that's kind of weird, but FBL is just for fun, guys. Yeah. Yep. So if, if you're not having fun and you're, you know, in the top 50% or bottom 50%, however you see it, I would just go with players that you really like and enjoy to watch. Yeah, and that's a really good point because players you like are probably going to stay on your team and you're going to stay away from James's point of taking four points hit, four point hits and our point of keep players on your team for a while. you got to build value. It's not going to happen flip-flopping back and forth. So that's a really good point. Ryan, what, do you, what would you suggest um, uh, since you're uh, in this situation? Yeah, exactly. Well, I've moved up 400000 in the past two weeks. That's when I first started... Th- well, I started thinking about this question, I don't know, seven or eight weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, I'm really not moving anywhere. I'm following my own advice on the podcast. I I'm, I'm see my friends <laughs> that doing... Could be no problem. Problem. <laughs> that, that's, that could be it, too. Maybe I should just leave and shut the door loudly behind me. Um, no, but uh, more or less... This is the time, I think, to really pay attention. And I know this is going to sound like some kind of blasé advice, but you really need to know what's happening a few game weeks ahead while you're planning your move. So that way you know that it's part of a plan. You're not going to be taking knee-jerk players in or out you know, based on that because we're not quite into the double game week area, but we are into the place where you need to have your whole team set up for the next few game weeks and not make these huge errors that we've been talking about. I, I, I agree with you. And I would just say like, have a core five players that you're going to stick with through thick and thin for the next two months and yeah. just be like, you know what? I like the I like the schedule. I like the form. I like what they're doing. Whatever you just be like, these are my guys. Every everyone else, you know, it's on the table of I can switch out. But at least you have five guys, no matter what. That those are your guys. That's a that's a great point to look at. Absolutely, you want to see that bright green in the fixture list, you know, all the way up till Christmas or a little bit past that, and then obviously form's not that hard to see, and then. Like you were saying before, make sure it's players you like or yeah. you can at least tolerate. So, all right, yeah, let's wrap it. You move on to defenders. Oh, we're going home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, let's, that's it. let's let's uh, go through our predictions for game weeks thirteen through sixteen. Straight up through the Manchester Derby. Yeah. yeah. So, so thirteen through sixteen. Thirteen, 13 through 16. sixteen. Yeah. One of one of the two. Thirteen through sixteen. <laughs> we go four four game weeks at a time, guys. Um, Is that what we do? Oh, man. Well, we, <laughs> That's we, not what we, I've been doing. <laughs> we try to. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's go through uh, Defenders. Uh, yeah! One thing I wanted, before we start p- making our picks, the last episode, we all were on board with holding our premium Defenders if we had them, for the most part, and that was our opening question. You know, there's a lot more clean sheets. In the last four weeks, the top five teams have kept seven out of 20 cleans. So, Man, you kept tw- uh, two, Chelsea kept two, Arsenal, Spurs, and City all kept one. Uh-huh. How are we feeling about premium defenders as a whole right now? Are we are we thinking that that was just a blip and that... Well, shit, over this last weekend, there's just been a bunch of shutouts. Everyone won 2-0. Yeah. Zero. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think there's going to be a little bit more uh, shutouts. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah, yeah. just it was a, a, 
very interesting uh, month of Premier League games. Where I know, I know, at least from the City perspective, the goals that they let in were kind of dinky defender That's mistakes happen, or an own yeah. goal type crap. So still, still counts though. It, it does, yeah. yeah. And the, I, I'm, I'm seeing a uh, trend of the. Uh, the resurgence of the premium midfielder has has come, guys. So uh, we've been waiting for forever. Use your microphone, boys. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been waiting forever. So maybe taking those uh, funds and shifting it to the midfield might be starting to happen. But I wouldn't I wouldn't poo poo uh, some of the premium defenders as as much as we have been. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, we're doing the opposite. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. All right, yeah, I'm on the same. I, I'm I would, on the I would same still boat. say keep two premium defenders, have a mid, and then your bench better start. Like we were just talking about, there's going to be a lot of rotation coming up in the next, you know, not only four game weeks but the next eight. You got to make sure that if you have a four or five, you know, or a couple of them, they're going to play. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to be probably chasing points and rotation to get players in that story. Oh, yeah. So I'd rather have the premium still, even if the statistics, that little blip, you know, doesn't quite back it up. But right. you know what? Let's talk about them. Which ones do we want? <laughs> what about you, Ron? What are you thinking? Uh, going, and this will be a theme for a lot of the podcasts. Apparently my favorite color is blue. Oh, I no. say as people, as sorry, screwed that up uh, off of Chelsea. I know it's not too much of a shout to pick the number one <laughs> defender in the entire league. Really going out of the But also on had him two weeks before coming into this preparing for him to be my guy. He's not moving. Uh, he's actually had a goal and an assist over uh, the past four or five game weeks. He's the only one that's actually putting in anything. Um. I think he's a just a massive asset to them on on that back line, and their fixture lips is absolutely ungodly good. Yeah. So yeah, with with Chelsea, the the fixtures look good. There's been some question marks on like their overall form and how they're playing uh, in the past couple of weeks, um, but they're still a fantastic team, and yeah. they they looked really good over the weekend uh, in previous previous weeks too. Um, just kind of not they're not the champions of last season let's just say that yeah uh but they're still a fantastic team uh and and worthwhile on the defender side of things you can either go with sp laquette or marco marcos alonso because they're the same price now because sp laquette went up marcos alonso went down alonso scored over the weekend he gets in ridiculously good positions on Mm -hmm. the field he's just not not knocking him in as much as he did last season where for some reason sp laquette being the right side of the back three he's he's getting a lot of assists a lot of goals uh kind of randomly much like Alonso did uh last season so either one of those are good I would stray away from all other Chelsea defenders if you see the rotation on the lot of them like you can see that oh I can get value out of Rudiger or something like that oh he's not gonna he's not gonna play every game like those are Azpilicueta and Marcus Alonso will play every game and they have shown historically that um, Conte trusts them, so those are the two players. If you're going to make the investment, go with them. Uh, those are exactly the two that I was going to talk about as well. I think those are the the only two that I would be looking at buying coming going into the next two months or so. If you have other assets from from United, they like if you have Valencia, I'm not going to sell him. 
Valencia Val- Val- is the only one that I would trust on that team too for yeah. minutes. Uh, there's a weird rotation going on mm-hmm. with the rest of the team. Yeah, so Chelsea's the only one I would recommend investing in as far as the premium defenders. All right, and, so since you have the same guys, would you double up? I wouldn't double up because I it's pretty want, expensive. I yeah. want a. Uh, uh, basically, if, if and I think we're all having the same tactic of having two premiums and then three budget for rotation. Uh, and one of the budget would probably be a Man City player, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have Valencia, I wouldn't get rid of him. Uh, you have bitter, bigger fish to fry, but yeah, I, I, th- th- those are the two premium defenders that I would get, right? Well, um, also with how all of a sudden Arsenal is a very, very intimidating team. You could have uh, Kolesnic um, off of Man City. You could have Walker. Uh, he had an amazing international break. I thought he played really well. Um, goals can come off of him at any time. But, uh, yeah, like we were saying, if you have to have two premium defenders, it, it's going to be around the, those areas. You know, the Valencia, Kolesnic, and uh, Walker. So uh, Arsenal is a very, very... Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting team. So there's been a lot of fluctuation with with uh, kind of form and everything. But if you look at Arsenal and you look at Liverpool, they struggle so much away from home. But at home, they are fantastic. Both teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you wouldn't think that, oh, everyone was saying, like, Liverpool really sucks on defense. Uh, and, and they just can't keep, keep clean sheets. If you look at their home record, they've conceded... Once, twice, all yeah. season. Yeah. Like they have at, at home, they're a far different team than uh, away from home. Now you can get a four point six on Liverpool that starts every single game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a good classic four point six defender that you only play at home and mm-hmm. never play away. However, Arsenal doesn't have that. They Arsenal, yeah, they, so have, no they have, they have, yeah, they're you don't want to rotate a five point seven, right. and and that's what you would have to pay for on the Arsenal defense. At home, they're fantastic, but away from home, that's when they're going to struggle. Just that's a great point. Just one point on the Arsenal uh, home stat. Ryan and I were talking about this before we, we started the pod. You it, talked about this stat before we started. It's like it's like we enjoyed talking about this stuff. <laughs> uh, they're 15-2 and two in their last 17 games at home. Isn't that they, a fucking they crazy They are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the, the you know $10 that I bet over the weekend. That proves if I lost goal. that because I fucking bet on Tottenham for some reason. So I, sh- I. I should have yeah. known that Arsenal's good at home. Liverpool are good at home. That's And, and they're just a much different team away from home. Mm-hmm. Quick disclaimer, everyone. We're saying if betting was legal is what they're talking about. We're never advocating anything like that. I don't sports bet in Arizona. <laughs> We don't live in Arizona. <laughs> All right. Uh, mid-priced defenders. So, I'm glad. Wait, can I ask you a, a question on uh, Man City? Uh, yeah. Is John Stones injured? Four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Four to six weeks? Yeah. Did, did a little hammy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. As just, soon as Vincent Company came just back, happened. Yeah. John Stones went down. So How do you and, feel about that as far as the effect on, on the defense? Company and his... Well, Company's great. He's... I mean... Is he? He's injury prone. I, I, th- I he think was he was great two years ago. He was he was great. Yeah. He's, so he's, um, calves and he's about to get a ton of playtime as we go into this holiday schedule. So Odomendi and company, and and Mangala. Those are going to be our th- our three center backs that we're rotating for the next two months. Well, okay. Oh, never mind about the Man oh, City. Well, yeah. Odomendi is suspended until the twenty fourth. No, no, it was just one game. It was just that this. 
this game was he he was suspended, so he's oh, back yeah. next, so just next, next week. week. Okay. Yeah. He just got five yellow. I that's a good point. I would be selling Man City defensive assets. Yeah, yeah. That's just you're asking for trouble. Especially once company gets hurt ten days from now and it's Bengala and Odamendi, both of them very headstrong. And <laughs> it's because it's big head. Well all three of them actually have huge. And and not but, saying that John Stones is a fantastic defender, but they had a good partnership developing between Odomendi and, and John Stones. And I, I'm sorry, like Jamie Vardy turned company like a fucking fish. Yeah. Is that what I was saying? Uh, I thought you were going to say bitch, which would have no, been fine, but uh, he's, he was good two years ago. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I guess that would be sexist then. My, yeah, what I said isn't any better. Anyways. Maybe keep Valencia. Yeah. Now that we talked about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, mid-price defenders. We have not talked nearly enough about Phil Jones. Um, he's got eight clean sheets. He's the absolutely most nailed-on Man United defender. That is true. Mm-hmm. Other than Valencia. Other than Valencia. He's 5.5. He's only owned by 14.8% of people. Really? I just assumed that you both had him. I've had him since game week one. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely fantastic. Brag. He's yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But... He's, he's my next move. I had to wait for him to not be injured, but Cedric's going right out because obviously Southampton's fixtures have gone to shit, mm-hmm. like we talked about many podcasts before this. So, yeah, that's my next move. Yeah, Most anyone, likely. Okay. Unless yeah. someone gets hurt. I just, I just was curious. He was, we, we have not really discussed him. I just kind of imagined that everyone had him, but I looked into his numbers, and I'm like, he's only 14.8% owned. is insane. He's a bit of a sleeper, yeah. I'd have to say. And eight cleans out of it, and he's totally he's totally nailed on. And uh, Lindelof just fell over and conceded that goal for Newcastle, or oh, Newcastle yeah. scored on him with him falling over. Again, I don't want to talk about previous pods, but like when we did our uh, predictions for the year pod, and we talked about Lindelof, yeah. I'm just like he looks like a bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a bitch, and that's that's all I'm gonna say. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Phil Jones, how how much bonus points does he get? I know, I know. You have to he's, do a little clicking. He's got a, he's got a couple. He's got I, a yeah, couple? I, I he's been. I think he's gotten max bones two to three times. Okay. This season. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Very under the radar. Yeah. No, I, I, I'd throw his out in the ring. And since we talked about Man City and their, if you can center back issues. If you have Odomendi and dealt with him through the red card, dropping Odomendi to Phil Jones is like a fantastic play right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I how are Man Man United's schedule? It's it's pretty it's still good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they do well until January. I, it, but they, again, they have uh, Brighton, Watford, and then they go Arsenal and City for the last two. They also the next have court, the but. manager that's most known to park the bus. So every single time that that fixture is difficult away, you still don't mind probably playing Phil Jones or Valencia. From I mean, de- you're not taking Valencia out, but from December 10th to January 31st, they played none of the top five teams. I think I think that's a fantastic yeah, shout, and yeah. and just the fact that we haven't talked about him mm-hmm. yet, yeah, no, that's that's a great sleeper with fourteen percent, um, yeah, throw him in there. Yep. Ryan, do you have anybody that's on the mid? Who I, that's who I had written down, and I had one that's that's budding on the mid, but it's just below. So since I don't want to say the, oh, I had him too, and you know we move on. Uh, my other guy was a uh, Ward from Burnley. Uh, he's at four point nine. That's close enough. So, you know, we usually cut it at 5.0, but um, they have Arsenal at home. That fixture may suck, but then uh, Bournemouth away, uh, Leicester away, Watford home, and then it gets even better from there, but that's another podcast. Um, 
you know, I, I really think he's going to be one of the three people that should be rotated in that third position. You keep raising your eyebrows. Stephen Ward gets my, my nipples erect. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I've been on Stephen Ward. At least something that oh, man. gets erect. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we bring back, back to E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good oh, call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. Any Burnley defender, it's so good. Oh, it's, and Stephen Ward, uh, if you got him in early and have gotten his price rises and his attacking returns, they've kind of fallen off a bit, but... Oh, yeah, I love Stephen Ward. Yeah, no, I, I would love to be bringing him in as well, but, you know, Jones would be him. Anyways, we don't need to talk about that. But, yeah, he's he, he really, really should be in right along with... If you have him, Jones, and uh, SP or um, Alonzo, there you go. There's there's your three. Figure out the two benchies, and off you go. That's great. So, yeah, defense yeah. seems relatively... Simple. A little uh, easier this year. Yeah. I, I, honestly, well, at, at least for this upcoming month where it's like, you get you get a Chelsea. Uh, Phil Jones seems to be a really good option. Uh, Burnley's schedule is, is fantastic, and they've been playing fantastic. Uh, you can get anyone under the 5.0 area. And you, you, know, need to. Yeah. you know exactly the four defenders that are playing. So if you want to save some, some money and pick up me or... Uh, the one Polish dude that I can't pronounce his name. It's okay. Uh, it I, I would, I would go with with Lauten and just kind of save point four. Uh, but yeah, you can save a little bit here and, and mm-hmm. get get into that defense. Uh, I know, uh, James, you've you've talked about Ward since the beginning, so you got to just uh, go on that go on that train the whole time. Yes, sir. All right, uh, cheap wise, it's kind of a little scary, seeing as they haven't. Kept a clean sheet yet all season. But I'm kind of thinking Crystal Palace is trending upwards. Okay. Great schedule. Yeah, uh, great, great schedule. schedule. Zaha um, is back. It's the same thing as Chelsea's different with Hazard back, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, Crystal Palace is a completely different team as Zaha on the field. Scott Dan. Zaha doesn't, doesn't play defense. Yeah. Scott Dan, on the Sorry. other hand, does play defense. <laughs> he makes the team better. Also, I'm going to hit Nolan later. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Scott Dan also misses sitters. That he's previously buried in other seasons. This was a, historically a very far forward playing defender. Yes, scored yeah, yeah, yeah. numerous goals off of his head. We've loved him in years past. Yeah, and uh, Crystal Palace's schedule upcoming is absolutely scenic. It's beautiful. Just green. <laughs> it's, you're, just, you're going through the evergreens there. You're just going through the evergreens. I really, yeah. I really love that you said it's. it's I scenic. don't think you know what the evergreens are. No, yeah, evergreen forest. Evergreen forest. Okay. It's a type ever- of pine James, trees. James has been microdosing LSD before this. He's just very little bit, so he's still with it, but he's got some drugs in his I system th- right now. I think you meant Everglades. No, no, no. I meant Evergreens. evergreens. Like, Everglades are swampy. That'd be a, I know. a tough schedule. That's yeah. where you bury corpses that you want to find. The evergreens. Beautiful. I got yeah. it. Fuck no one. You go, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you drive past the, the Homestoke Forest. Into the bright and away pines. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Scott Dan. No, keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> Especially since you started with Stoke being beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, Stoke. Anyway. Love their schedule. Love, love their schedule. Absolutely. And if you've been watching them, which I have been watching Crystal Palace the last couple of weeks, I don't really know why. Because Zaha Crystal, came back. And Zaha's, yeah. And I, defense, though, no And we run a fantasy soccer podcast, so we I do. feel like I need to watch a lot of soccer games that I really would not give a shit about otherwise. But they are they're trending upwards and um they're a talented team and I think clean sheets they'll eventually keep one. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I would say that and we and we talked about it in like the preseason pod that they're 
uh, defenders were on the pricey side mm-hmm. for some reason. And they've gone down, obviously, but not down enough. Yeah. Like, they should have been down a full full point seven or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so they are, like, you know, 0. .3 over... Uh, they're all, like, in the 4.8 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably go with Mamadou Sacco on that as, you know, he's all right. uh, in the center back position with Dan. Um, and, yeah, no, I, 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 I love that call. Mm-hmm. Very nice one. Uh, well... One of mine, along with the scheduling, and and I think they're going to start kicking on, uh, is uh, Daniels on Bournemouth. Uh, Yeah. I think he's going to start putting in a lot more crosses, a lot more goal opportunities, and a lot more clean sheets. They're kind of on the bottom side of the table, but just looking at their schedule and how they have been playing, I think they're position currently is not how good they are uh, oh, exactly. and they're going to start kicking they, on they should start pouring since you're ta- since we're talking about him in the budget then that means his price dropped you know he's at he's four at 4.8 four eight. Four eight? okay four eight a lot so of people had him in the beginning of the year yeah. they didn't keep clean sheets he was at a 5.0 yeah went down a little bit but i think this is the time to pick one of those guys i think up. it's interesting that between sacco um dan and and the bournemouth defenders that we we're just talking about there's there are some cheap Defenders that historically have gotten attacking returns mm-hmm. and have great schedules going forward. So yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, I would definitely start straying away from um, kind of your predictions earlier in the season of uh, relegation fodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get away from the Swansea's. I would get away from the Huddersfields where. In the beginning of the season, those are the type of teams that have a big uptick, and then now uh, the better teams in the Premier League are starting to figure them out uh, and watching game tape or whatever the fuck they do. Uh, and yeah, uh, just looking at Huddersfield Town over over the weekend, lost four nil. I'm I'm expecting to see a lot more of those type of results for mm-hmm. the Brightons, the Newcastles, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I went with Joe Gomez. I don't, Joey Gomes. This, this shouldn't be, a, I would imagine, too much of a surprise to anyone that watched the international break. Highly lauded over all of England. And Nolan brought him up the previous podcast or the one before that. And I had said, no, go with Trent alexander no And one or the other, and it appears Joe Gomez is just the new darling. He's uh, 4.6. Um, you're looking at Chelsea at home, which sucks, but then Stoke away, Brighton away, Everton at home. That's uh, not terrible. There, you, you just really, really have to like the results that we've been seeing out of him, and I think he's kind of pushed um, Trent out to you know the 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 fringe fixtures that Liverpool are going to be coming yeah. in through, and I, I think Joe Gomez is going to be the one. Maybe maybe above all of our other defenders right now to actually own over Liverpool. So he's like we were just saying, he shouldn't be sitting in that. Fr- you know, if you're playing three at the back, he's not going to be in there every single time. But he's definitely a great guy to be rotating. Only play him at home. Yeah. Treat him like a four point five defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seriously, just ignore the fact that he plays for a good team. Yeah, just keep rotating those guys. Him or him or Moreno is mm-hmm. is a, a good shout for. You know, someone that will probably just keep on going up uh, in value. Yeah. I mean, if I could have a, a Palace born with Liverpool rotation of cheap defenders going into this holiday yeah. season, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, no, wild carding right now, that would be so this, nice. Yeah. Also, this is the time. If, if your team's 
fairly set. If your attackers are, are doing what they should be doing, you probably don't need too much, you know, surgery in that area. The next couple game weeks, this is where you start getting your defenders in, where they belong. You know, get that rotation set up so you know that you're good and you can start chasing Hazard if he starts really going off like it looks like he might. Or maybe you're bringing in, you know, other things. Uh, yeah! Hey, Ryan. Hey, what? Want to talk about some premium uh, midfielders? I would love to talk about premium midfielders. I'd love to talk about the high-end premium midfielders that we have mm. in the English mm. Premier League right mm. now. Mm. Grade so A fucking right there. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> we are definitely recording. James, what premium midfielder do you want to talk about first? Should we just get it out of the way? Are we going to talk about Salah? Yeah, just get it out of the way. Yeah, you should have Salah. Oh, yeah, probably. If you don't have Salah, like, I didn't have Salah for weeks, and I feel so stupid about it. He's now on my team. He's the best. He's really... Oh, my God. Some, he some, shoots a lot. Sometimes... A ton. It's funny that you guys are letting me talk about Salah being the City fan with two Liverpool That's fans. Fine. But sometimes a team makes a signing in the summer. That's just meant to be, and that's what it seems like. Yeah. Everything about Salah's oh, play style matches everything that I want to see in a Liverpool team, and what I expect from a Liverpool attacking um, front three. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's um incredibly erratic and misses. He could have twenty goals this season already. Honestly. And yeah, if you can you, you can deal with that, and it's great. Yeah. I would be captaining. I should have been captaining him the entire time. Yeah, honestly, that's, that's yeah. what we had said a couple podcasts ago. Is like if you if you can put up with seeing the ball hit the keeper's hands five out of seven times, but know the other two that are going in. Here's your guy. Yeah, great hair. Yeah, no, yeah, he's you he should be on everyone's team. Yep. It, 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 his form doesn't seem like it's stopping. He's, right. he's he's a confidence player. You can tell he's a confidence player, yeah. and and his confidence is way up there right now. Yeah, he's oh, – oh, by the way, Coutinho's not in? Oh, that's fine. Salah's going great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, Mane's not doing well. He's hurt. He's injured. That's fine. Salah's still going. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, he's, he's just – his form seems impregnable. Like, it's just – Cannot be stopped. It's terrific. Very interested to see how he goes up against the harder teams, and Liverpool are up against the harder teams. I don't know if that's going to be uh, within his favor, out of his favor. Uh, you know, playing against a team that isn't defending all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, does he have more space? Uh, does Liverpool have have more time possession uh, to to give him more space? Hmm. I don't know how another team would shut him down. That's what I was just gonna say. Per se. Who who has pacey who has the pacey back line to keep up with him? Is it Chelsea? I, I don't think there's anyone in the Premier League that's quick enough to stay with him. Mendy and Walker, but Mendy's hurt. Yeah, and, Mendy's right. hurt. Like, yeah, yeah, you you have to have, uh, especially on on the left back side of things, shut down left yeah, back I for for Salah. And really, what Liverpool are doing, they're they're free flowing. Uh, yeah. Uh, with all of their positions, so. Makes it a little bit more complicated with Firmino being being the false nine. A lot of times, Salah or Mane comes into that middle area when when Firmino backs out. Anyways, just pick up yeah, pick up Salah. If you want to be contrarian, pick up Mane. Like that's basically it. Mane is probably going to chip in a lot of goals and it's, it's going to bring up some question marks. But really, just yeah. on form and confidence, just go with Salah. Completely agree. Anybody? Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, Ryan? I just, I just brought in, uh, I talked about a little bit on the last pod. It was a good feeling to see, you know, uh, one of the best players in the Premier League coming back. Hazard is back. Um, Who's he? Yeah. 
10.6 for Chelsea. Oh, for Chelsea. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you know. <laughs> What's his first name? name? Eden. Oh. It's not Thorin. <laughs> Theon. It, I think it's, it's Theon. Is it Theon? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> so uh, five... he, he does have a brother named Theon that also plays for Chelsea. I was talking. I was referencing Game of Thrones. Theon Greyjoy. Oh, see, I th- it, I thought you guys were making fun of me. Now I know you're making fun of me, and I still feel the same way. In his ad, in his art. Are you from Boston? In his ad. In his ad. Get him. Uh, yeah, five five shots on target with a goal in the past two games. Five shots on target. Like he's he's kind of going nuts. And if if you cheated and you know you watched soccer yesterday, uh, he has three goals in the past three. Um, Chelsea's fixtures, as we've said before, are absolutely brilliant coming up, not only for this podcast, but the next podcast. Uh, you really should try to find a way to get Hazard and probably Salah into your team and uh, figure out the budget elsewhere. Who, so, who are you switching out in if you're going midfield to midfield that sure. like a lot of people have? What's it? I think you have to find the the one million to get rid of if they're still on your team. Erickson or Ali from the Spurs. There's still a lot of people that have them on their team, close to 20% for both, well, at least for Erickson. He goes out, find the one point during that two transfer week, and in comes Hazard. Interesting. Um, I like I like Hazard a lot. I am not. I'm not bringing any premium mids outside of Salah into my, my squad right now. It's not not even in my on my radar. Okay. There's so much value in the uh, in the mid to high priced mm-hmm. midfielders that I want I want four four of the eight point five to nine point five. Well or eight oh to nine point five. I, th- I think you can still do it. You can okay. s- you can still have a let's say Murata, Lukaku or Kane. Well actually no I think Kane should maybe not saying bring out Kane, but if you're looking to bring in that that one point and you want to okay. have that one million, there it is, right there. Right on. All right. Your two transfer, and you still get to keep the uh, uh, your your midfield and those four premium. I totally agree with you, Ryan. That Hazard is probably going to score more points than the Tottenham guys. Uh, they have good schedules, uh, you know, both Tottenham and, and Chelsea. Chelsea has a, a better one for the next couple of months. But if you have switching out Hazard for Ericsson, that's, that's you know, premium for premium, consistent for consistent, you know, that kind of thing. Where if you have bigger issues on your team, sure. I, I, I would take care of those. That would be a good problem to have. That would yeah. be I would look forward to that transfer so much. Like, yeah. I'm gonna take on Erickson, I'm gonna bring in a hazard. But if you're gonna do it, you know, do it without any uh buyer's remorse. Because sure. Erickson is gonna go off on a couple of games and Hazard is gonna have, you know, a game or so that doesn't do anything. Just go with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I, I do agree that Hazard is probably a better option than the Tottenham guys. I have something else to say about that later on in the podcast, but I, I completely agree with you guys' thoughts. Um also, probably not very surprising, De Bruyne is on pace for a 200-point season, mm-hmm. as we thought. Um, I'm not buying him right now. I would I would pick three City midfielders over him. But if you are of the mindset that you like Kevin De Bruyne, he's a great pick. He's you, been turning it on recently. So you could also, if you brought, if you wanted to bring, if you had, you're gonna have to go budget somewhere in mm-hmm. in the four. But you could have two guys that Chelsea didn't want. 
and Hazard. And there you go. You might have the top three scoring midfielders. Salah, and Hazard, and, and KDB. That'd be, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's the thing. That'd be kind of fun to make your team name like, fuck you, Chelsea, or something like that. Yeah. Maybe something more clever. <laughs> really? Because, yeah, yeah. They they team names are supposed to be funny. They wouldn't allow it. Um, I think the major difference is, and I could be totally wrong, the difference between KDB and Hazard is Hazard you can make captain yeah. most weeks. And KDB, for some reason, I don't know why, like, I feel uncomfortable with it, even though he puts up, you know, consistent amount of points. He doesn't blow up. Like, the most he can get is 12 points. And that's still, Which, like, a yeah. great captain, but that's the that's his it's, max. It's because Sterling, the next, or the, the week before, had 13. And the week before that, Sané had 14. And the week before that, Aguero or Jesus had 12. You, you don't know where it's coming from on that fucking squad. They're too good. What do you think, James? Between KDB and Hazard as a captaincy shout, I'm having nervous diarrhea on both of them. <laughs> they both make just make me anxious. I, I would not want to captain either one of them. They're great. Uh, okay. Hazard is just so inconsistent that, as he's shown, it's like he could throw up an 18-porter against Man U and then a zero against Brighton. He, has, and, it, he was injured for a long time, plus he had to get running. I don't know oh, he's inconsistent the, is the right... I think it's it's hard that. to predict where his points are going to come through, whereas on a captaincy shout, yeah. I'm way more comfortable captaining Salah over KDB as of, or as Hazard of this moment. as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would would you rather have uh, Hazard or, or KDB? Hazard. Okay. Yeah. I, I would also agree slightly, like, by just the yeah. smallest of margins. I would say... I, I don't want to be so grand and say, oh, it's not even close, but there's so many other city assets to have. That's yeah. why I would say it's it's hazard by leaps and bounds because you can make the you can have a Man City midfielder that gets around the same amount. You of can points. also have two of them, or maybe one of the defenders that we talked about. Well, obviously James said don't do that. So, or you could have Aguero or Jesus up top and still have two city there, defenders there are... in the midfield. There's the potential for the city midfield to have three midfielders that yeah. score 200 points. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to happen. Probably not, but we're going to be in the 180 range. Close. It can be real close. Yeah. And those two guys in the 180 range started out in in, in our you know middle range. Yeah. They weren't premium. So, yep. Um, Fun stuff. Anyone have anything to say about Alexis? Still not too expensive? Quite, no. Not quite yet. Still too expensive. Yeah. I know I went out on a limb, not last podcast, but the one before that where it, it, it's time, but it's not quite there yet. But, God, if he starts going bonkers and Harry Kane keeps frustrating the fuck out of you, see ya. All right. Moving on. That's very eloquent. So. Yes. I have a gift for eloquence. So, mid-mids. Uh, I'll start off. There's a lot, I, I have a lot to talk about in midfield. Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm not making you. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I fucking love midfielders in general. I can talk all day about them, but um, I'll, I'll just get it out of the way. Uh, we should always, like, to start off every segment, we should always just do the most obvious fucking one that everyone should have, right? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Just go chalk. Three, two, one. Sane. <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> no, yeah, go for it. Uh, no, I'm going to go with a... Wilford Zaha, schedule, everything goes through him. I think he's six point eight, 
Six point nine because he went down because he got injured and then he got rid of him. He bu- was bu- bu- he bu- was bu- he was six point seven last podcast when I said this is my boom guy because he has one point eight percent owned. Yeah. yeah, he's now as we all thought he's going nuts yeah. and he but, should be. But fun to watch, good schedule. Yep, play him every week, easy peasy. Yeah, to your point, like or the beginning question, here's your fun guy to watch. Oh, you're not a Crystal Palace fan. Don't fucking care. Bring him in. He's absolutely electric. The The camera should just be on wherever he is on the field the whole time. He's just fantastic to watch. I hope he stays completely healthy, if for no other reason. Just, he's I, one of the best. I love Zaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fantastic. That's a great, great pick. Who you got, James? I'm kind of looking at, at uh, Marez, honestly. Ooh, I had him too. Yeah. Um, oh, that's weird. My thing says Marez too. Hey, look at that! His last name. He took six shots last weekend. Like, yeah. uh, those are those are the numbers that Paul Pogba was putting On up goal. at the start of the season. But it's they weird. were it was all vodka shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He had ED issues. Like the whole theme of the podcast. No, that would give me vodka diarrhea right there. That's not a good thing either. What is going is, on is with you, James? Is that diarrhea? <laughs> James, are you okay? <laughs> He's gonna poop a lot. My, my anxiety comes in my belly, and that's what happens. But anyway, <laughs> it goes out your day. <laughs> no. Ew. Anyway, Ooh. six shots last weekend, um, and they're not shitty shots like Pogba was taking at the start of the year. Uh, I think. They, Stop talking about poop. But I, I can, can you imagine that. being next to the guy in the urinal that has diarrhea coming out of his dick, and you look over and you go, "Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Just leave the bathroom." No, that would. I would leave that that city. That's like some. <laughs> you are dehydrated. There's, yeah, some, there's something really wrong yeah, going leave on the in city that guy. Like like a Stephen King novel. Like oh shit, what is it's, there? What if everyone like has this? Twenty eight days later, that's yeah, how it I starts. I need to go. Yeah. I gotta go now. Yeah, that was day two of twenty eight days. Sorry, later. what were we talking about? Oh my god. Okay. Uh, <laughs> West Ham away, Spurs home, Burnley home, Newcastle away. Who are we talking about? Mares. Got it. Mares. Easily, he's the best player in their team. Um, right now, he is. Not he's owned by eight or four percent as an eight point four. This is the player that was in the top five fantasy midfielders two years ago, I believe. If not the top overall, when he was mm-hmm. a five five, yeah, to start off the season like everyone had him. We all know his talent, and um, he's got the uh, new manager bump, which seems to be a big deal with Leicester because when they sacked, what? um, they're doing coke together. That's awesome. That's the new manager for new managers all the time. Like, hey, this Sir Alex Ferguson guy sucks. Let's get that new manager bump. That's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) But yeah, I think that that is a um, an idea. I would not to to get Mares on my team right now. I would have I would have to already have Salah, Mm -hmm. Sane, Sterling, Silva, two or at least one of them. There's there's two. Yeah. There's better. Players in that range, like you can pick up a Man City player. I I have him on my list as well as just to watch. Uh, yeah. He's playing through the middle now, right behind Vardy, which I immediately just started a FIFA mode and just did that formation uh, just to see <laughs> if it works, and it does. Oh, yeah? And it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, that's just kind of a wait and see, but if you're looking for a differentiator, like that's... Yeah. That's it right there. Yep. Let's go budget. Let's go low-priced middies. I can't even believe I want to talk about that. All right. So, this is kind of a weird pick for me, but I'm in the cheap range. I'm kind of looking at Baki Yoko. Fuck you, dude. He's on my list. That's amazing. Really? We should be friends. God damn it. 
Jeez. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. He's, yeah, he's, so he's 5.1 cost, 4% owned right now. Um, one goal and two assists this season. And in Champions League, he's also got a goal and assist. So he's got five attacking returns on the year. Um, he only scored three goals for Monaco in his previous two years. So I'm a little worried when I bring this up that he's could be a bit more of a, like a retroactive than a proactive thing. But the nice thing about a 5.1 midfielder for Chelsea, as we've talked about their light schedule, is that I'm pretty confident about that clean sheet point from a midfielder at 5-1 over the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And he started every game since week one, I believe, and is averaging about a shot per game. I, Yeah, uh, great stats on that. I would say that on Monaco, he was the straight defensive midfielder, the only defensive midfielder. And now he does tag team with, with uh, N'Golo Kante. Mm-hmm. So he is more box-to-box than he was at Monaco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he takes a lot of pot shots from, from uh, outside the box, gets in there, great hair. But <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm, I'm not the biggest advocate of having defensive midfielders on great teams. Mm. In fantasy, because it's like, oh, I can pick up Xhaka for for a pittance. Well, no, he's not going to do that much. He's going to blow up every once in a while. But judging by their schedule, you're looking at three points a game. Uh, There is a yellow card risk with defensive midfielders. But just looking at how much box-to-box he is, he's quite fun Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, and and very cheap price. Uh, Going on, on the defensive midfielder theme, I do have uh, Fernandinho as well. Because he also does the exact same thing. Yeah. He's more box-to-box because they're dominating so many games uh, for Man City. And he also has, I think, two goals, three assists or something like that. And they're scoring goals for fun. Uh, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to, to have Fernandino riding the bench going into the, the winter months. And then if you have to play him, it's not that bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I really didn't have too much to say. I, I wanted to talk about Fellaini, and then he did his knee in over the international break. So I know just, uh, again, a defensive midfielder that's just not playing like a defensive midfielder right now. He had a couple goals in, in, his, in, in as many games. Yeah, he did his knee in? Like, like ACL? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's out just three weeks. Oh, something okay. Like that. Okay, just, okay. Uh, shit, I saw it happen. But I, I would just, you know, it'll be all right. I mean, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking Tanya Harding him. Um, uh, so, yeah, I just, I really, I know we had discussed, like, hey, Salah should be on everyone's team. Mm-hmm. I think in this price range, Richarlison should be on everyone's team. His stats are absolutely damning to anyone that doesn't have him in there, which I don't yet. But um, he has more inside-the-box shots than anyone in the entire Premier League. I, I it's my only retort crazy. for for uh, Richarlison is I don't like their schedule coming up and I don't I don't think he's gonna get that much of the ball or that many offensive opportunities. Uh, he is playing fantastic and uh, Marco Silva likes to rely on a winger like mm-hmm. him uh, historically, uh, even in his Sporting Lisbon days. Um, but I still like the schedule or for the yeah, next couple weeks. I hear you. So um, I just I was going to ask this question after we finished about the cheapies, but I can ask it now because we're talking about him. Um, with the rumors about Silva leaving, are you guys does that change your opinion on Richarlison at all? Just as yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just curious as I, to what. You... I've always been of the mind that if someone is on form and a new manager is going to be coming in, 
unless they're just some, like like a Tony Pulis, where it's like, I don't fucking care how great you're doing. We are going to play, you know, this set aside. We're kind of parking the bus, uh, bus for the first 60 minutes, and then we'll come out and play. I, I, I don't care that someone else knew it was coming in. Like, I really think he should be on your team, regardless of what happens. I don't either. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same boat. I, I would say, as soon as Marco Silva leaves Watford, I would, I would stay away from Watford. Uh, and actually, I think Richarlison's getting um, some bids from Tottenham. Really? Uh, for, for January, which would, I think that would be a little bit too early for me. Uh, but yeah, huh. no, it, right now, they're, Watford is a fun team to watch. They're, they're playing really well. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll see if they can navigate through the holiday schedule because it gets a little bit so, tougher. Okay, so if, if you're not bringing in Richarlison, then the, the next pick is it just bumps up right into that low end of midfield where then you're bringing in Zaha, like no doubt about it. I think one of those two guys should be your fourth midfielder that doesn't play for Man- Manchester City. Or Liverpool, or if you know, if you're a fan of some other big six team, you know, maybe you have an Ericsson, Arley, Pogba, McTarlson, uh, McCarrion, stuff like that. But yeah, love those. I have, I have one more quick one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Ritchie. Hey. He has five or six assists. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, six. But five, uh, six assists. He has six assists. That's great. Why? Which does... is really hard to say. Where Especially is, when you have like a couple his, IPAs. Where's his English call up? Oh, uh, it's in the mail. It, it, it the, has to be right. The post office doesn't go that much up north, man. Oh, sorry man. to sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, no, no. Yes, six assists. Like I, he's relatively cheap. Uh, for someone that uh, has that many assists, he doesn't have the bonus points to back it up. And I think it's just he doesn't see the ball that much and whatever algorithm that they have for bonus points. And Opta, you know, it doesn't give him that much favor. It's more on the defensive side of, of Newcastle. But, yeah, I'm just throwing in his hat in the ring of he, he puts in assists. More, more than Brady, more than the other kind of low-level wingers on, on those mm-hmm. teams. Uh, yeah! All right, uh, premium forwards. My first sentence, fuck Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all wanna, stats say otherwise. I want to talk about Harry Kane for about 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, all right. Let me lead, and we'll, we'll go into 10 it. minutes to an hour and a half. Okay. Getting kind of hungry. Um, yeah, no, shots on goal. Shots inside the box. Incredible fixtures. Everything still says Harry Kane. How do you guys feel every single week when you captain him? It doesn't matter where they play. Okay, they think we think we figured out the Wembley thing. No, you haven't. He's playing away at you know some fixture or another. Sometimes brings in 14, 18 points. Other times uh, he brings in two. What do you guys like about still having Harry Kane on your team? I think he's the best forward in the Premier League. Yes, he's he's maybe our most world class striker. Yeah, I think um I've. Not maybe. Fallen into a rut of just assuming that captaining him every week is the right play, but with Salah's emergence as a midfield captain shout, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to change my mind a bit. But yeah, I'm not getting rid of Harry Kane. Nor am I. I just wanted to start off with fuck Harry Kane, because he's kind of... He's still on pace for 200-point season, plus point season. I just thought it would be a little easier, a little 
sexier. It's been a bit it bumpy. Right it's bumpy. Yeah. 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 It's it's got um. Yeah. Not the fun kind of bumps. Shitty kind of bumps. stubble bur- bumps and burns yeah. down there. Oh, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And both people shaved and go downtown. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go it's ahead. Very no one. sexual what do you got? podcast, and I like it. <laughs> uh, no, he has been a little bit more frustrating than in previous seasons. Um, just because in previous seasons he's done like one thing per game. He's got an assist. He's got one goal. A little bit of bonus points. Good five points on average, six points on average. This year he he has done that, but it's been in huge flurries and then like one pointers. There's been a lot of one pointers with him. He gets a yellow card, and it sucks when you just like your captain just gives you one point. It'd be one thing if it's like oh he you know got a yellow card and assist oh four points okay well that wasn't a bad thing. It just it's digging at us a little bit. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is they have a fantastic schedule. You keep it going with them. He he looks good. Like, that's the thing. And we've talked about Lukaku before. Lukaku looks like shit most of the time. Yeah. And and it's very infuriating. But Harry Kane is... He actually looks good. He's just not putting him in in the frequency that uh, I I expected so far. But the same frequency that Real Madrid expected when they're starting to put in bids. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Do you you think that they're focusing on Champions League a little bit more for some reason? Well, that would be a great argument. Why, okay, so this should be above all years where they start pumping in money into those players to keep them. Tottenham should not be a selling club right now. They should not be a feeder. They should not lose that attacking trio. I would argue that they're not. I, I, I would say that their summer was very successful in the fact that they only lost Kyle Walker. Yeah. They kept everyone else. And, and really, that's hard to do because Ericsson, Deli Ali, Harry Kane... They're commodities on the world market right uh, now, they're, sure. they're Belgian center backs. They all could have went to, to richer pastures. And they all stayed for a reason. So, right. So, if you're the owner, you don't splash the cash? You sell? I, I mean, I know you could fucking buy a small country with what they're going to get for them, but... How many world-class players are there out there? I think we're digressing into a non-FBL conversation, so let's just sure. leave this Sorry. for, for lunch afterward. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I think you just keep on Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he's, he has good fixture list. He looks very solid right now. Um, yeah, I, I would stick with None him. of the three of us are going to be surprised if he drops a 20-pointer next weekend. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm and, not leaving. And, yeah, just... It just I think that he's he was captained by so many people over the last month and burned so many people that everyone's right. got a little bit of a sour taste. But you should I still, do currently. Uh, but. I think I think you should still keep going or you're 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 on the Salah bag bandwagon, which everyone else should be as well. Captain um, Salah. Okay. By by the way, that was not my pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> at all. I wanted to start out with the, fuck Harry. The Kane, Kane conversation Harry. had to yeah. has to be really had. has to I'm be glad that we cleared the air, guys. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like uh, someone kicked the dog. Um, yeah. So no, I uh, I like Murata. I think James, Schedule. you have him. Do you do you have Murata? Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. Schedule. He's the uh, the Hazard and Aspilicueta. The other part of the argument. There should be three dark blue um, jerseys on your team. I think eventually throughout November and December. Um, 
yeah, like we said, the the schedule again: Liverpool away, Swansea home, Newcastle home, West Ham away. For... It's it's unbelievable, and then it keeps going. It's like Huddersfield, et cetera, et cetera. The the one thing that I would say, a lot of times, uh, uh, good teams when they have a a green fixture list, those people are going to be parking the bus, a lot of people behind the ball, and you can't really get through. And it's good to have a striker that's amazing in the air. Mm-hmm. And Murata is that. And you can expect that there's going to be a lot of people behind the ball. The box is going to be very crowded. And, you know, say Chelsea has trouble uh, putting in shots, putting in goals, going on to the 60-minute mark, they're going to start hoofing in crosses. And it's good to have yeah. a striker like that rather than like a Firmino or like a false nine that yeah. isn't so good in the air. I think it... This is just customized for Murata yeah. to be successful. James. I completely agree. Um, I think when we first brought up Murata a few weeks ago, Nolan, you had the stat that his first five or six goals were scored with his head. head. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with Murata as well. That's That would be my, my pick to buy. There's three goals in three games with Chelsea. Six of them have come inside the box, and I didn't look that deep into it, but I, I would just... This is completely arbitrary. Sorry, everyone, if I'm wrong. Five of them are off of his head. I mean, everything is coming off of the upper part of his body, and it, and if it's not, he, he's poaching the rest. And so I don't doubt the fact that he can score with his feet. It's just, yeah, yeah it happens to be that, that well, we, with teams that are parking yeah. buses, that's you're, it's a great, great point. And he, it's he's, point, he's proven yeah. that he can he can score with we his just, head. We didn't, we didn't know that about him coming in from... You know, from Real Madrid, I think all of us at the beginning of the season were going, well, where, how does he score? Oh, now we know. He's just head and shoulders, sorry, terrible pun, you know, better in the air right now than what anyone in the Premier League. I mean, Andy Carroll, see it live right now, but I mean, really, I think Morata's the guy that's scoring everything off of this, uh, is the best aerial threat over anyone in the entire Premier League. I think we would all agree that he's he's the one premium forward that everyone should have on their team coming into the holiday schedule. I think yeah, if you're if you're buying, are, so who are you getting rid of to get Murata? Lukaku. Uh, Lukaku would be fine to have. Let, let's just say you had Kane and, and Lukaku, which, which I, I think I think a lot of people do. I do. Uh, yeah, I would probably get rid of Lukaku and pick up Maranta. I think again, just by the slightest of margins, you can you can persevere in the points total uh, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I wouldn't do it right away because they they face Liverpool away from home, so you just kind of wait a week. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all right. Um, again, it's a dark blue jersey. I say Barty. Uh, I know I sound kind of like a broken record, but West Ham away, Spurs home, Burnley home, Newcastle away, and then Southampton away, which is suddenly a good fixture. Sorry, I know that doesn't fit this podcast, but it just keeps going for uh, Mares and Vardy, I think, are the two guys to have there. Um, but that's all I want to say about it, because if, like we just discussed, you don't even have to say if if you're being honest, you're not going to have one of these guys on your team, Right. You're not going to have a midfield. You're not going to have a mid-priced forward. You're going to have two of the three that we just brought up, and you're going to have a budget guy. So, if if somehow it fits into your team budget, you've been brilliant with the economy, and you can fit, you know, the 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 
third guy in there. You have a 107 team value, 108, yeah, something it, like that. Ridiculous, yeah. Terrific, good for you, and um, you know you should consider changing jobs. But I, I just don't think any anything fits how I want my team to look through the the not only this podcast the next four gamings, but throughout the holiday season. I um I agree with you for the most part, but uh, Firmino is way better with Mane and Salah back. And regardless of his schedule, yeah. he's he's a he's a very talented player. My first sentence is can Firmino creep back into the picture. I really hope so. Yeah, I think that is um it, like you said earlier, if you're in the four to five million range and you're looking yeah, for a punt, Mares and Firmino coming in over the next two transfers, like that's very, very cheeky. But um I am of the mindset as well that if you're not gonna have three premium forwards, which has been template for most of the season, and has just kind of started to change. Or two, two in a budget, and then you know four. Or, yeah, yeah, or two, whatever, in, two in a budget. Three, four, yeah, three or you know what's your there, formation? I'm finding out it's it's hard for me to find a reason to bring in the seven to nine priced forwards. There's 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 no reason. Yeah. yeah. There, honestly, there's just I I've looked at it six ways to Sunday, and there's just not a not a good reason to put in anyone in the seven point to eight point to nine point. I don't think there is even nine point range in there. Just admit, it doesn't make any sense because you can take that funds and get uh, a Salah, or you can bump up a really cheap priced midfielder into uh, a Wilford Zaha. Like yep. you can, that's where you make up the points mm-hmm. as of this moment uh, and looking into the holiday season. That that's it. Agreed. Like I would love to have Firmino on the team uh, just because he's a lot of fun, but mm. you know for you. Bring him down a little bit, and then you can get in a, a Mane or a Salah on the same goddamn team. It's it's a no, non-starter, honestly. Agreed. All right, so let's move into the, um, if you're doing the, the two expensive and, and one cheap. Most people are going to do the two expensive and one cheap, so who's that cheap dude? Uh, my cheap guy's Murray. I think he was a preseason value kind of darling suddenly coming to light. Uh, he has uh, five shots on target over the past two game weeks. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, he's bagged two and two and four in the past three games. Yeah. This is a budget striker that's doing, and, and this is a terrible way to do statistics, but that's way better than Harry Kane right now. Um, <laughs> he takes penos. Yeah. Uh, well over half of his chances are inside the box. It's 60%. He's on penalties. Thank you, Nolan. Exactly. And when you, when you watch them, it's completely obvious that when it gets into the final third, that everything goes through Murray. And this is what you want out of your forward. Not only a budget forward, but like we were just saying, Harry Kane, Murata, and excuse me, um, Lukaku, Everything, once it gets into that close to the 18-yard box, are doing the same thing. Granted, his fixtures are a little bit of a mixed bag. It, you know, it we have, gets tough. We have Stoke at home. Man City away is definitely not great. Um, Crystal Palace, Liverpool at home. You know, it's a I, would little only, I would only play him against teams on the, the bottom side of the table. I, I think in, in this price bracket, it's you have to really consider... What what are you really expecting out of these guys? So yeah. if I'm if I'm going to be getting one of these budget midfielders, I'm looking to start them for the rest of the, rest of the season. Or, or sorry, forwards, yeah. ten games probably. They they will, might might actually be my starting lineup, and I'm looking for five goals. Uh, yeah, booms and busts. Do I have to say mine? 
because it took me a well, I might as well. It took me a long time to find one. Did either of you guys have the same problem or no? For a boom? Yeah, for a boom. Honestly. Go it, ahead. Here's here's my point. I think your team should be mostly what we spoke about here. It's 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 mostly chalk, right? We're talking have a lot of Man City, have a lot of Chelsea. Here's your Liverpool guy to own, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the forwards that you should always have. There's just a couple spots on your team that I think there is a spot for this boom character. So I'm actually going to go with my, and unfortunately spoke way too much about him already, my um, my budget uh, striker with Glenn Murray. Reason Ooh. being, 3.2% owned, and I do like his past four game week stats. Okay. And he hasn't played yet, so we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. He could get... Just run into the goalpost and get knocked out, but red card. Or something yeah, like that. and until then, I, I he clearly is not owned by too much, and I like the arguments that we presented already for having him up top. Cool. So that's my boom. Um, so I, I chose a team as my boom because I like that as well. Wait, hold on. Um, I'm predicting that Crystal Palace goes two one and one. Nice over the next four four game weeks. Um, I'm interested in defense. I'm interested in their attacking uh players. Benteke is a weird shout as a forward up front. No, he is not. No, you should terrible. not pick him up. Mm. Ew, I'm just yeah. I, I said I said a weird shout. Yeah, not we, not not a good shout. We, I'm just we, saying we like Zaha and pretend he's a forward. I, I I like Zaha a lot, but um, anything on Crystal Palace defense wise, they're all super cheap. They're as cheap as they're gonna get. Okay. I think you can get some value in there. As described, and as no one is over fifteen percent owned on their entire like team. Like we said on last. Odds, boom. Zaha was 1.8% owned. Yeah. Off he went. Yeah. Uh, I, with Hodgson, you know, uh, it takes a while for him to to get all the players on board uh, for his type of uh, management and, and defense. But, yeah, it, a defender and midfielder with Zaha, I think that's maximum, you know, two people on the team. They have a good schedule. Yeah. I, would, I would say that's a pretty good boom. Uh, my boom and, and, you know, he blew up yesterday. Is uh, Paul Pogba. Mm-hmm. Very he, nice. Yeah. He makes that team a lot better. Tick. He is uh, very fun to watch. Terrific hair. And... Uh, uh, I, like, I like a man with a rainbow in his hair. I think he just had like a yellow streak. It was pink and green too. I'm colorblind, you know that. Oh, sorry, man. Anyways, uh, no, I, I think uh, he he's going to be the... You know the the driving force of of the Man United mm-hmm. midfield, and I think he can uh, put in probably four points per game for the next couple oh, weeks. Goal here, assist there. Um, yeah, he he doesn't seem like he he missed a beat after his hamstring injury, so I'll put him as a boom. Really like that shout. Pumps in a ton of shots. So that's the obvious pick of the entire podcast. Oh, good job, Nolan. Absolutely. You you won you won the boom category. Thank you. Ta-da. Uh, bust-wise, I'm going to choose Higazi. What's a bust? A bust is a player that is owned by more than 15% that we think is going to do very poorly. Higazi is still owned by 20% of the EPL managers. I, I got to say, you just have to divide... How many people play uh, FPL? 5 million. 5.5 5 million. million. What's 20% divided by 5 million? 1 million. Or not, one. times 5 million. Just 1 million. It's 1 million. So there's 1, 1. million 1. people that have abandoned their teams. And you can tell by exactly. the amount of people that still have a guy. Like I would hope so. We don't know. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, get get fucking rid of him. 
Get rid of all West Brom defense. Jesus Christ. No, I like I, I, I think you skirted on this question because it's obvious those are dead teams. And yeah, no, yeah, this was this was uh, I don't really care about the uh, the bus section of this one. That's, <laughs> that's if you want to call me on the bus yeah. section tough. Yeah. I have a bus. And I also did a team. That's something. Oh. Um You need to start uh transferring out, even though they have a fantastic schedule. Tottenham wingbacks with Danny Rose coming back, Trippier, Ben Davies. I read the forums. Everyone's always freaking out that Ben Davies didn't start or Trippier didn't start and bop, 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 bop. Don't have him on your team. Pochettino rotates those guys out all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. And especially when the, the schedule gets more con, uh, consolidated. Consolidated? That's not the right word. Uh, yeah, this is close. Just don't have them on your team. Uh, go with the center backs. They play every single week. Uh, if you're going to invest in the defense, uh, yes, Ben Davies and the wingbacks give more offensive points on it, but they'll pe- play you know 90 minutes one week and then 10 minutes the next, and that's not something that you want to have when you're investing that much in, into the defense. I like that pick, and uh, my pick comes from that team probably not going to be the most popular busts that I present over the whole season. I say Erickson. Sorry, the stats back it up. James's face is, one might say, incredulous right now. Um, <laughs> he was great for Denmark. I'll give him that. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, he has seven shots in the past three matches. No goals, no assists. He hasn't done anything since game week nine. I love the guy. I hope I'm wrong. But at 9.6 and 24% owned throughout the entire league, I think there's a lot of other people that you could have in at that uh, uh, 9.0 plus bracket. I think that about wraps it. Um, hey, hey uh, Ryan. Yeah. Where do you find us online? 4pointhit.com. Did I get it right? That is correct. Yes. Are we on Twitter, Nolan? We are such an asshole uh yeah we're we're on social media uh on twitter and facebook and reddit yes four point hit uh as well as fourpointhit.com. do you have any plugs james i do not this this month actually no no, no plugs any right, plugs not really I, I mean i'm going to the bahamas in a couple of days if any of you guys are going to be down there i'd love to grab a beer with anybody how about this for a plug I know we've been a little secretive. If you happen to be in the Phoenix area and you figure out a way to find out who we are or where we like to hang out, you can contact would, us on social media. You can contact <laughs> we us on to social everything. media. We respond to everything. We would love to have a beer with anyone that uh, listens to the podcast. Also, if you wanted to give us a rate and review, we currently have zero rate and reviews on iTunes. So that'd be great. As long as it's five stars, otherwise get and, the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we're like Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. We live off of five star reviews. Actually, we all and, have jobs. And we're living but, poorly right now. No. Yeah. yeah, that's it, guys. That's it. Same Thanks on. for listening. Cheers. 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 It was all glasses of milk. Uh, yeah. Oh,